1: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome in Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO on the AM dial 106.3 FM. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. And we're with you for the next couple of hours. We appreciate you spending some of your time here with us. By the way, happy Canada Day to my fellow Canadians in the listening audience, both of you uh, here this morning. Uh, BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Bottom of the hour. John Camp is going to join us. Hawkeye Nation. Dot com amongst other places uh we'll catch up with uh, john is uh, the basketball at iowa they had a Press availability. Do some of that. We'll do some football. We'll bounce around uh, with John Bowen Camp uh, at about 1025, 1030-ish. Our friend Chris Shipley, CyGrad side Dad, is his Twitter handle. Uh, they've got a bunch of at the Tailgate Society, a bunch of charitable endeavors that they are launching. And we are happy to give them airtime. Trent and I are sponsored by NCMIC. And uh, one of the things that they ask us to do is promote charity endeavors in the state. And we do just that community events as well uh with all of the commercials that you're hearing throughout the iheart des moines cluster uh, on all of the farmers markets that are taking place and we think we got about 10 12 yeah eight 10, 10 big 12 number yeah There's a lot this year mm-hmm. uh, so we're happy to do that so we'll get uh chris shipley in here at about 10 45 somewhere in that neighborhood He can tell us what that group of fine individuals uh, is doing to raise charity for. I think there's our money, rather, for three different uh, charities. We did have an Iowa State guest scheduled 1105. Not going to say who it was, but had to bail on us. He does write for our favorite pay sports site. Just leave it at that. And we will get him next week. Uh, as we wanted to get in the state of the program on Iowa State with the author. We'll do that next week. And then uh, what else? What do we got at 10, 1130? Mitch Sherman. Oh, Mitch Sherman. Good. We'll do some Big Ten West, some NIL, et cetera. Yeah, I wanted to talk uh, about Mitch.
2: Runza and Nebraska <laughs> yeah. and their endorsement deal that they had, and also the College World Series. What a cool scene that was. Oh, did, Mississippi State
1: winning last night? Did yeah. you
2: see the get-in price? I, uh, it was crazy. I saw that. It was over $300. Yeah. It was Mississippi State's first ever championship. Right, at in, the in anything, level. in anything. Right, Her rifle, track and field, <laughs> yeah, anything. Their first ever, and the fans, and the cowbells, and the excitement, and just Mitch is in Omaha. We know he loves yep. college baseball too. Really wanted to get his pers- perspective a day
1: after. Glad we're doing it. I saw pictures from the uh, Hilton uh, in Omaha last night yeah. in the bar. They took over. <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, they're celebrating the championship, mm-hmm. right? There'll be a lot of headaches, uh, hungover, hangover. Uh, it's a long morning. drive to start. Video. Oh, do you think that's how they got to Omaha? Well,
2: I mean, we... sure, some, some of them, sure. Of yeah, course. absolutely. That, that's the the whole LSU baseball thing is that they'd all get in their RVs, uh, pack up, and yeah. make their way up and stay for a couple of weeks. Have you flown
1: out of, of what's the? Is it Eppley? Eppley. Yeah. I have. When we very went, very to... clean was how I
2: remember it. We went to Disney a few years back with Ella when she was little, spring break, and out of Omaha, it was like $300 cheaper Mm. when we were leaving. So it was one of those, eh, yeah, it's a two-hour drive, but for a total of $900, yeah, it's Mm
1: -hmm. probably worth it to do that. So it was easy. No, I'm with you. I like it. Uh, We Cindy and I flew back after Drake got knocked out on Friday by Western Kentucky from Tampa. Couldn't get back into Des Moines, Mm -hmm. but didn't want to hang around. So we flew into Apple and then rented a car and drove on. It was still cheaper.
2: And as we look forward to football season in September, here's a little tip. I have seen and looked at flights to get out to Vegas the week of the Iowa State UNLV game. And it's there's still seats available? Planes? In Omaha, yeah. you can find a pretty significant... It's still expensive compared right. to what you'd normally pay, but it's significantly different. At least when
1: I looked a week or two ago uh, at that, flying out of Omaha as opposed mm-hmm. to flying out of here. Interesting. Um, yeah, I would have thought that they, they those tickets would have been snapped up as soon as people realized, I can't afford... Well, I shouldn't say that. It's, a, it's painted with a pretty bar, a brush, mm-hmm. but if you don't have to pay $1,000 for a seat, you're probably going to, you know, trying to find other options. Uh, Omaha's an option. It's not bad. It's easy to get in and out. Mm-hmm. I, I like the airport. This uh, portion of the program brought to you <laughs> by the Chamber of Commerce in yes. Omaha, uh, here with uh, Miller and Condon. All right, lots of directions we could go. I want to get into the baseball. I want to talk about... the. The disgrace that is Frank Kaminsky and this guy should be instantly cut um, for his lack of reaction to uh, the cheap shot that happened right in front of him when his captain, uh, who I'm sure Chris Paul said something when he walked by Beverly, but Beverly to, you know, take the manly way out and push him in the back. Um, And Frank Kaminsky did nothing. Frank, you don't play. You never see the floor. You had an opportunity to ingratiate yourself with the fan base, with some of your teammates, and for you to stand idly by. your 6'11", Frank Kaminsky. You're 6'11". And he didn't react at all when Chris Paul was pushed to the ground by Patrick Beverley. It should have been on. People should have had to be peeling teammates. Officials should have been peeling Frank Kaminsky off of Patrick Beverly's back and he stood there helplessly, sheepishly as the leader of the basketball team was laying on the floor. What a disgrace.
2: I think your Canadian is showing a little bit here. Well, it's Canada Day. It is Canada Day and happy Canada Day to you. you, My favorite Canadian, Ken (laughs) Miller. Thank you. But am I
1: wrong? (laughs) I get it. I get where you're coming from. I get the angle. He doesn't play. He does nothing for that team. Right. If he gets suspended for a game, big deal. That's a badge of honor, Frank. You're not going to get any badges of honor. And I liked him when he was at Wisconsin. I maybe likes a little bit over the top, but I certainly didn't you know, turn the TV off when mm-hmm. he was doing something good. But that was awful, Trent. Come on. No toughness. None. And yeah. That, that toughness... You're 6'11", 260 or whatever you are.
2: Stick up for your dude. Stick up for the guy that won the game absolutely for you.
1: a starter you don't want to risk being able to be right. suspended for a game kamiski doesn't play cuz what was that the
2: heat nick series where alonzo morning was uh, wasn't able to play in like the final game i think it was a game 5 back then it was a first round series okay but when they had the the fight and like a bunch of guys left the belt bench and they just put that in. And I think that was also when Van Gundy was yes, on the leg. Yes,
1: that's great. What a great, great picture. Uh, that's a, it, that visual is outstanding.
2: But of course you don't want that. But it's Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. Until you said that, until saw the play last night and the viral video that I saw last night, him chugging beer. As they were, uh, I finishing didn't see up. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he was Hopefully slipping. by himself and his teammates were somewhere else and they didn't include him. It was at 3, 8, 3.09 a.m. He was uh, in the top of a vehicle with the sunroof out there slamming down beer. So that's yeah. what Probably I said Probably
1: by himself. But because No one wanted to hang around
2: him. Until yesterday, I didn't know Frank Kaminsky was a son. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's the, the Charles Barkley game where they play with him. Yeah. What team's he on? Yeah. I funny. wouldn't have got Frank Kaminsky's on the sun, so I would have missed on that one. Yeah. I get it. I understand Come where you're on, coming from. I didn't have the same vitriol as you, though. Yeah, maybe that's my hockey yeah. showing. <laughs> Anyways, a little bit.
1: let's get Jeff in here on the NBA, and I want to switch to basketball, Trent. Uh, that removing Sticky from the game. Oh, the baseball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll save it for okay. a second. Let's go to Jeff first of all. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you,
3: guys? How are you? Good. Uh- Good. First, I really want to quickly talk because I feel like I'm the only Cubs guy that uh, calls in, and I haven't talked about the Cubs in a while. I think you're the only here's... guy that
1: calls in, period. But we're <laughs> glad think... to have you. Don't get me wrong.
3: Hey, I feel like I give you the I give you the facts. No, I listen,
1: like now. you're well, welcome. Anybody's welcome to call. We're glad mm-hmm. you do.
3: Well, here's the deal, guys. <clears throat> the Cubs in the month of June batted a cool one eighty-seven. Okay. You may ask yourself, "Wow, you know, I wonder what's worse than that." It's nineteen hundred. They've added, uh, I don't know, a one eighty nine. Wow. Okay, the worst since nineteen hundred. They went twelve and sixteen. We know, you know, it was an easier schedule in May into June. You had Cappy on yesterday. You guys have talked about it every day. They're done. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, my favorite player, player Javi Baez. I have two jerseys of his. Trent. I'm sure you have tons of Twins jerseys. Mm-hmm. It's time to get rid of them. It's time to get rid of everybody. And I, I, can't, I can't sit here and, you know, I used to, oh, man, they got to keep Javi and build around Javi. No. If you get the best deal for Javi, or I, I don't know how you get a deal for Brian the way he's been playing or Rizzo or Contreras or whoever, but it's time to just – it's a total rebuild. And it's sad to say in July because, like you guys say, the Cubs moved the market. Mm-hmm. They're done. Stick and forth, move on. Yeah, I, I don't over. know what else to say. I agree. I agree. So let me, let me quickly talk Chris Paul. What a story, guys. I mean, I compare him and I know they haven't won it, but if they win it, kinda like a Phil Mickelson on the cusp of winning a major and he he went on and on and on and he finally broke through. And to have the the biggest performance of his career when they needed him most with COVID and Booker you know, not playing his best and so on and so on and playing for Houston and New Orleans and all this other stuff and you know, he chokes in the playoffs. To have 41 points in the biggest moment mm-hmm. when they needed them. What a story. Good for him. And, I, you know, forget about the ratings. I don't care if it's – No, it's nor do I. A, Couldn't agree yeah. with you more. <laughs> It's good to see new blood, guys, and thanks for taking my call, and have a good weekend. Yeah, you thanks, do Jeff. the
1: same, Jeff. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, he's right. I- I'm happy that Chris Paul's moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's from CBS Sports. 16 years, 22 playoff series, 1,212 games, five different teams, seven head coaches, 179 different teammates. He's finally in an NBA final. Good for him. Seems good like a guy him. that's easy to root for. Yeah, you know, and you know what's helped him, Trent? His State Farm commercials. <laughs> yeah, you know, Uncle Cliff. Yes, uh, the, um, they've helped him. I think
2: he's I, more marketable
1: than you'd anticipate. With, right? Without a doubt, without a doubt. And it's you see, I mean, I don't think we knew Chris Paul. We knew he's a pretty good player, mm-hmm. but when these guys get an opportunity, at least that's how I feel to um, you know show that they're more than just the basketball player. Right. I think that goes a long way, and good for him. And uh, you're very
2: happy because you're holding a son's ticket on top at of it. eighteen to one. So hedging? Oh, sure. Yeah. Have to. You're going to be buying out of this. So with that perspective, who are you rooting for, Bucks or
1: Hawks? I don't care. You don't care? I hope will go seven. Yeah. Because I don't know. You know what? I Before they got beat, so what was last night? What was last night? Today's Th- Thursday. Wednesday. Today's Thursday. So, so that was Monday Wednesday, night, yes. had they won Monday night, I saw something that had they won, they would have had 10 days off. Oh, okay. So they won last night, so you would think they got eight days off. So, does this mean that the NBA Finals starts a week from today? Because I've not seen it anywhere definitively. Well, and that's. No game, game seven of the East will be played Monday, correct? If necessary. If
2: necessary, because they built in flexibility here. Normally, the NBA Finals, it's set. It's going to start on this date. Mm-hmm. But because this has been a different kind of season, sure. because it's pushed back so much, and you also have the Olympics coming up, those kind of things, if the Eastern Conference ends in six, I think it's going to start a couple days earlier. Okay. If it goes seven, then it will be, what, a week from today? I think it's like today, you said. Yeah. yeah. It'll start on the eighth, and that's the way that'll play out. Also, I saw there's only one Sunday game. It always feels hmm. like NBA Finals has at least a couple of yeah. Sunday games, at least. That's what my memory is. Could be dead wrong, obviously right. too. But I was I heard that, and I was a little bit surprised by it. The way their schedule is set up again, but it's a funky year. Yes, and maybe it is. that has something to do with it too. No, I, I'm
1: with you. Well, I, I'm I'm all for the new blood. I really mm-hmm. am. I think it's great. Um, good for Phoenix to have their team, and the, good for Chris Paul Booker is a star. Boy, he's a good player, isn't he? Yes. My God, just such smooth. Yep. And you know, it's funny.
2: He's one of those guys early in his career, kind of a chucker. Mm-hmm. Don't know, yeah, he can put up stats, but good stats, bad team kind of player. Right? Can he get past it? And what's
1: changed? Now, DeAndre Ayton just continues to grow. Trent, he took a couple of shots in the head last night. Did you see? There was a couple of vicious shots. He, Watching his development, because you look at, of course... And you know who he attributes it to?
2: Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. Who lit a fire underneath him. Well, and they're attached at the hip. Mm-hmm. I mean... The professionalism that has exuded him. But Aiton, you got to be able to want it, too. Yep. And he certainly has had that. Because, well, they could have had Luka Doncic. And even if they didn't, they could have had Trey Young. Aiton's not bad, right?
1: <laughs> Y'all say.
2: And especially when they already had Booker. Th- this Aiton. Yeah. Right. Maybe this is the right way to develop uh-huh. a team. But ultimately, it comes back to Chris Paul. And the dude just wins. Yep. And he has not been in great situations. He was in New Orleans. Right. Made them good. Sure. Then went to the Clippers, as bad of a franchise as we have in professional sports, is that fair? Uh, uh, Bengals in them, yeah.
1: Ballmer has yeah, changed for sure. things. Clippers.
2: He has. But yeah. certainly growing up, they were the embodiment uh, of a laughingstock. Yes, that's right. what they were. And he went anyway, there and won. Mm-hmm. And now he goes to Phoenix that has had some nice teams. You know, the Steve Nash teams were good. You know. They were a couple of breaks away themselves in the finals. That was the last time they were there in 93. But he goes there from, again, a team that has some pieces and now they're
1: playing in the finals. It's not all Chris Paul. And we'll be favored to win in the finals, oh, won't yeah, they? yeah, I mean, Heavy favorites?
2: Depending on what we see injury-wise, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I think pretty significant. What's his status for tonight? Uh, the good news was is the fear that this might be not only done for the playoffs, but, uh, but a significant part of the next year. Mm-hmm. That's gone away. I I think he's he's obviously questionable at best here tonight, but I've not seen that he's been ruled out. I have not either. That's something. And Trey Young, or do, well, I mean, when did we find out about him on Tuesday? Night? It was late like, in the afternoon. afternoon. Was it? Yeah, I thought it was closer to tip time.
2: Yeah, I mean, four or five o'clock, maybe something yeah. like that. I think I saw it the, and maybe that was even just the rumblings of it.
1: That I was think it was close. I yeah. think it was finally ruled out. Like, maybe an hour before the game time.
2: Because the yesterday when we found out there's no structural damage to Giannis, mm-hmm. isn't that just a huge sigh of relief? Oh, gosh. I don't know what that actually means right. as it pertains to, like, he's, he's not going to be close to 100% the rest of the way, even if they keep find a way to advance, which would stink. I mean, for him mm-hmm. and, of course, for the Bucks, But to see that because right away felt like, eh, torn ACL. Yeah. And, and maybe a complete tear, ACL, MCL. It, it looked that bad. Oh, it's they're calling it a hyperextension, and now no structural. structural well, Trent, damage. there's
1: another superstar that's playing in that city that's coming back from an injury from two years ago, and he was at the pinnacle of his sport. in Christian Yelich, mm-hmm. and for that city to get the one-two, but I don't think Yelich is back to where. No, I mean, I, I right now, I think, I think he's starting to see signs. We'll get to the Cubs in a second, but oh boy, as far as the game from yesterday, yeah. Um, but yeah, just good that Giannis is. Um, We'll find out. Maybe maybe we'll maybe there's something will happen during when we're on the air here today. Get ready to go some baseball.
2: Yeah, let's do. We that. got some thoughts here.
1: We do. So, um, are you on? Are you on ESPN? Where do you get your scores from? Go to your scores My from score. yesterday. Okay. Yep. All right. You got them in front of you. I do. Yes. Uh, is the Diamondbacks Cardinal game the first one up on your score list? No. All right. So I want to. i gonna. You can follow along. So in the yep. Cardinals Diamondback game, there were 15 games yesterday, folks. Mm-hmm. And the sticky stuff was you know, it's killing the offense, right? Scoring's down, strikeouts are up, batting averages. we got to get rid of it. We've got to get offense back into the game. All right, here we go. Diamondbacks, Cardinals, 11 runs. Brewers and the Cubs combined for 22. Rockies in the A. Pitchers' duel, there was only eight. 21 in the Nationals in the Rays. 13, Tigers-Indians. 19, Angels and Yankees. 17, Marlins and Phillies. 16 in the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Only eight in the Red Sox and the Royals. A dozen in the Padres-Reds. 22 in the Braves and the Mets. Seven, low-scoring game, uh, Orioles and Astros. I'm almost done. Bear with me. White Sox-Twins, 16. Four in the Athletics and the Rangers. And eight in... Tigers, Indians. Two hundred and what's right? That was a seven inning game. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's right. Two hundred and four runs scored yesterday in Major League Baseball. Each team averaged just under seven runs a game. And fifteen of them lost. So
2: what you're saying is the the
1: sticky removing the sticky from the game seemingly is having the desired effect of getting offense back into games. But on the other hand, we gotta get these games over with quicker. (laughs) Twenty two runs in a game,
2: that's gonna drag things out a little bit. As the Cubs game was unfolding, did you have it on yesterday in the office? Yes. I mean it <laughs> it felt like a funeral. It felt it, it, like it was a finality, yes. like it was over. Okay. It was just that kind yeah. of moment. Yeah. You get the big lead. All right. Mm-hmm. Exhale. Seven in the first. It wasn't pretty that seven no, runs I'm either, but was... seven in the first. Whew. Okay, we're going to get a game here. We didn't get swept right. by Milwaukee. It's not going to be as bad. Right? right. Yes, I agree. And then as it's unfolding, and just a myriad of different ways that it happened, 14 consecutive runs. It was it. Yep. It was the cancellation of the season. It did seem like...
1: Um yeah, the, the, to start the music. Uh, here's the here's the quote from that the, of, of all of the stuff I saw after the game. David Ross was asked about replacing Jake Arrieta in the rotation. You know what his response was? No, I don't know who he'd replace him with. It's <laughs> Wait, what do you want me to do? It's funny because it's true, right? Yeah, I don't know who he'd replace him with. The guy they called up from here yesterday to be the backup catcher, i never heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got in at first base in the game yesterday. I mean, it was a comedy of errors. That uh, that baseball game, and yes, it did seem like it's it's over. I mean, you'll always Cubs fans, you'll always have 2016. Mm-hmm. But what's it going to look like going forward? I mean, there's, there, I don't think there's a ton of talent down here. No, there's not. No, it's it's not a deep system. Mm-hmm. And I know Theo gets criticized for, but you know what? Look, I, I get it. But you brought in Araldus Chapman. And yeah, he's an SOB off the field. But look what he did for you. Closed out the game. There was a parade, for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, Those people that thought they would never see it. Right. And and sadly, a lot of their family members didn't live to see it. But they did get to see it. Right. They get to, did get to see that thing that So that impossible. was the price that you paid, and that check is now coming due. That mm-hmm. invoice is now coming due, and that's what's... I mean, I think there is some talent, as we've talked to Birchie and mm-hmm. Wayhofer... Maybe not here yet, but there's some guys that are coming. I keep I keep hearing about this catcher that uh uh that they're very excited about. But man, get what you can. It's so, they're in the right division. They're what now? Six back? Is that what it is? Six back and the Cardinals are eight back, I wanna say. It or the is, Reds.
2: Yep. Six and both the Cardinals and the Reds are both
1: eight okay. back. Okay. And the Cubs off today and then begin a series in Cincy. What over the kind weekend.
2: of what's gonna be left in the tank? It just that one yesterday,
1: it's one of 162. I know, but man, it felt something like, didn't it? Mm-hmm. We thought Monday, we said on some Monday, that this was the crossroads mm-hmm. between now and the All-Star break. I I think that that crossroad came up a lot quicker than we thought
2: it would. So we know six games back in the division. Guess how
1: far back they are for a wild card berth. Oh, that's really good. Well, considering the two heavy heads mm-hmm. out in the West... um, Boy, I, I... They're six and a half back I, for the wild card.
2: Really? I mean, it's still division is mm-hmm. the most likely outcome.
1: Well, and there's got to be a ton of teams ahead of them in the wild card, too. The, no, they're actu- not.
2: no, they're actually the top team out of the playoffs are right they? now. But six-game deficit mm-hmm. in the division, six and a half in the wild card. So there's a chance there, but the Nationals are playing a lot better. Yeah, way better. It's not just Schwarber, too. They're no. swinging it. Strasburg's getting close to coming back. Does anybody else have a pulse? Or do we know the t- five teams in the National League? They're I mean, gonna it, make the playoffs? Is it over on July first? Well, you're gonna give the are you gonna put the Mets in? I would probably take the Nationals. Okay. Speaking so, of that, I need to take a look at some division futures as we're speaking because that <laughs> intrigues me all of a sudden those Washington Nationals. Well, that would be the
1: one. Yeah. I mean, I think the Brewers are are going to win. They're up six. The three the two wild cards are coming out of the West and obviously whoever wins it. Mm-hmm. I think the East is the lone question mark of That's those five it. playoff teams.
2: So Realistically, there are six teams in contention as well for five spots.
1: You writing off the Braves? Yeah,
2: they they look so bad at times. Mm-hmm. Last night,
1: well, they scored a bunch last night. Twenty, right? Everybody oh, does, boy. right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> one of those kind of days.
1: Two hundred and four runs in baseball last night. Go the other way, then. That would have been a good Klaxons. Total yes. runs in ba- uh, thirteen.
2: How many <laughs> American League teams still have a chance? It's got to be more than
1: six. Well, there's a whole bunch of them in the East that I think are very much alive. Mm-hmm. Although the Yankees, man, that was a bad loss. But does Aaron Boone make the weekend? Don't, isn't this Subway Series this weekend?
2: It is, yes, you're
1: exactly right. So if the Mets go in and it's at Yankee Stadium? It is. Oh boy. This is not good for Aaron Boone. If the if, if they, they get take, swept, yeah, I mean, what's as important as the standings in New York? Do you know what the answer is? The back page of the tabloids. Yeah, as yeah. important as as, as all right, standings are first, but right behind his back page. And if the Mets own the back page this weekend, Boone can't survive. They're off on Monday. The Yankees. There you are. go. That seems like the date to do it. Perfect. And bring in Billy know. Martin. <laughs> They'd like. You know what? If he was still kicking uh-huh. and George was still kicking, yep. you know I bet He's an option. Uh, we got to get a break. We got a couple of things to do here. We're going to talk to Chris Shipley. Uh, the Tailgate Society's got some charities endeavors that they are uh, putting together. We'll do that in about two twenty minutes or tw- or so. We'll, we'll uh, do our best to get to it on time. We have no shot. Yeah. Uh, John Bowen camp on baseball on the Hawks. On uh, name, image, and likeness. Have you seen anything that caught your attention? Name, image, and likeness-wise. Uh, the cameo one kind of cracked me up. For for a- what is
2: cameo? Is that like a video thing? So basically, for your birthday, if there is a Winnipeg Jack hockey player that might be on there, and they would send you a message personalized to you. That's what. Happy cameo- birthday, Ken Miller. <laughs> this is Mark Shifley. and okay. I just wanted to reach out and wish you a happy birthday from your buddy Trent Condon. And you pay Shifley, eh, hockey player, maybe 150 bucks, something like right. that. And it's like a minute. I was going to and do it. And then he
1: goes on to the next birthday, because this yeah. means so much to him. From the bottom of his heart, right. I really mean this. Happy birthday, Ken. And then moving on. You yeah, could get on Bill. there.
2: You want to make a couple bucks? No, I don't. I don't. think we can charge the same as a, <laughs> no, a hockey okay. player or but, So those are pros you're talking about. Yeah. But So who's on Cameo? Dane Belt? I think that's what it was. I wasn't positive, but he, uh-huh. I, I saw somebody on there, and, and it didn't trigger exactly who it was. But yeah, so... Jack's birthday's coming up in August. Well, he might be getting go. a cameo from, from Dane Belton. His that'll, favorite That'll mean him a Hawkeye. lot.
1: Uh, I saw there's a couple of Nebraska men's basketball players that are doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by a bar Nebraska. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. how much can they be making for doing that? Dozens of dollars. Right? And we'll feed you? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Come on in, you can eat the eat from the men, whatever you want. But and you remember being 25.
2: a youngster. Now you weren't in school, but times are tight when you're eighteen yeah. and twenty two. And extra One hundred and fifty bucks in your pocket every week—that's big time. Mm -hmm. That's a couple nights at the bar. That's having a good time. That's actually going to Hy-Vee and not just having to get all the generic stuff, but you can actually get name brand.
1: What are those things? Ramen noodles. (laughs) Right, right. You can get real noodles, real spaghetti noodles. (laughs) Um, What's the biggest? uh, Derek King got twenty grand uh, from somebody, some Miami company. Okay. Uh, There's there's a couple of twins, females, Fresno State. Uh, they're in Times Square today. They're huge social media influencers. Right.
2: They're big on Instagram, TikTok. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I had heard of those girls before. Had you? All this. And, and they're, I mean, they're they've doing an event at Times Square. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's
1: going to be some people, mm-hmm. some athletes. And it's also the newness of it. Yeah. I mean, very... I think very quickly that'll kind of wear Mm -hmm. off, too. I do, too. Look, I feel bad for Clemson football fans here today because Dabo Sweeney's uh, retiring, quitting. He's leaving uh, college football. Uh, It's (laughs) it's,
2: not true. It's not not true? He's going to go
1: back on his word? You said that to uh,
2: Scott was in with us earlier as we were getting ready for the show. You said the same thing. We both looked at each other like, what's
1: going on? Wow, Dabo's out. Because Dabo said... If if, if there comes a point where... And I'm paraphrasing. If there comes a point where college athletes get paid... I'm leaving the sport. I'm out. I'm quitting.
2: I'll tell you this. he is not leaving his $8 million a year I don't think
1: so, Trent. I think he was probably, you know, embellishing a little bit. But Mm -hmm. we'll see. Uh, Miller and Condon, back after these. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460
0: KXNO, 106. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.
1: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 0106.3 on the FM dial. Chris Shipley coming up in a few minutes. Talk about what they're doing at the uh, Tailgate Society, Old Man Strength. That's part of the podcasts over there. They are raising money for three different charities, uh, selling some shirts. So we'll give Chris Shipley some airtime. He's a good guy, and uh, we'll have him on. Uh, right now, speaking of good guys, John camp is. You have no problem with that, right? Well, it depends, it depends on
2: the, the day. day. Yeah. He likes to give me crap that's for my, gam- my
1: gambling exploits.
2: I didn't see you had any responses after I hit the 101 ticket two nights ago at bowling camp.
0: But I, I was very pleased. I was very <laughs> impressed, by the way, too. So that's a big hit. That is a big hit. It was only 2 bucks, unfortunately, yeah. as opposed to $10. Well... <laughs> But that's still money you
1: didn't have. So. That's true. Very true. And, uh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Enjoyed it. Probably never happened again. So, John, before we get into what's going on, we saw there was a Hawkeye press conference. Basketball wise, we'll pick your brain on that. I want to go back to the sure. weekend. I saw another Dodger, yet another one. uh, and This Phil Bickford guy, who I don't think I'd ever seen pitch before. They mm-hmm. got they got something in this kid. I mean, he he's, he chucks it hard. He's a big kid. Uh, He finished the game on Sunday night. It was not a close situation or safe situation. Uh, And he pitched the night before. What can you tell me about him? Because uh, just what the Dodgers need, another weapon.
0: He was a guy that the the Brewers released. What? Back in in the spring. And they picked him up and, you know, and, and kind of worked with him. He wasn't very good at the start when they, when they first brought him up, he wasn't very good. And I thought, Oh, you know, this. Is... but he's gotten better. I mean, he had a three pitch inning against yeah. the Cubs on, I think it was Saturday night. Right. And I mean, he's become kind of a reliable piece out of the bullpen, you know, in that six, seventh inning spot or somebody. I mean, one of the, one of the biggest problems they've had this year is they get big leads and then they haven't been able to close anything. And just a few weeks ago, he was one of those. I mean, he he didn't even get an out in anything inning, and they had to bring in Kenley Jansen on a night when you didn't want to bring in Kenley Jansen. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of a sudden now he's found something. And, you know, and, and that's what they do. I mean, they, I mean, they just picked up another guy from the Brewers yesterday that had been released. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do these guys pan out? Some of them do, some don't. But they always seem to find – Young or, or, you know young arms that teams give up on, and, and they find a way to plug them in the bullpen. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't.
1: I thought he was developed in the system because,
0: I mean, they got no, something. No, yeah, this, wow. Hey, real quick, yeah. one
1: more on the Dodgers with the Trevor Bauer yeah. stuff. What is Major League Baseball? Are they, are they going to wait for for um, you know for for more details to come on? I mean, it's an awful story if you've read it yeah. in the Athletic. Yeah. It, it's it's terrible. Um, yeah, I know his lawyer does. Uh, Bauer's lawyer sees it differently, as you would expect. Right. Well, I'm not asking where it's going to go, but what does Major League Baseball get involved in this? Do you think at all at maybe oh, yeah. earlier before the before the legal system does, John?
0: I think I, you know. I mean, and the story I saw the other day was the Dodgers have just turned everything over to their investigator to the Major League Baseball investigation team and say, you know, do do what you need to do here. And I mean, I think if they find Something going forward, I think. I think you have, you know, you sit him down, but and then and then you know, let the process play out. But yeah, it's a horrible story. It's a, you know, I mean, a lot of things behind it. But I mean, Major League Baseball has done very well in investigating some of these things. I think over the years, and, and they end up, you know, and, and and so I think that's what you have to do in this situation. I think you have to let them, you know, let let the, let the legal process. And I mean. Clearly, the police are investigating this and, and, and that sort of thing. And and Major League Baseball has to get involved, too. So, I mean, I would imagine, you know, sometime here pretty soon, I think some some decision has to be made moving forward about, you know, does he sit until this is all worked out, you know, that sort of thing. And I think that that's up to Major League Baseball.
2: John, let's jump into a little Iowa hoops. Earlier this week, I had an opportunity to catch up. And listening to some of those interviews, one thing jumped out felt like everybody said Tony Perkins is going to be a stud. Yes. I have that's an affinity the for the dude. His ability to get to the rim. He's just a different kind of two guard that Iowa has had. He's not Brady Ellingson. He's not Josh Oglesby. Right. He's not even CJ Frederick. There's a different kind of game to him. Your takeaway from that and, and having that kind of player that just Iowa hasn't had in the McCaffrey era.
0: Right. And I mean he's a big, he's got a big body. Mm-hmm. I mean that's and, and you yeah. know, and he was he was mm-hmm. a key defensive Uh, you know, thing uh, part for them last year. And, you know, he didn't play a lot. I mean, his minutes increased really as the year went along. And when C.J. Frederick got hurt, he obviously was the one that kind of, you know, the the minutes even improved even more. And so I think, again, with a lot of these young guys now, there's, there's an opening there. And I think he's one of those ones that I think, you know, if he doesn't, you know, move into a starting role, at least he's still playing 25 minutes. And I, I think he's. I think he's going to be a big part of this team moving forward. I think last year was a was a learning thing for him. You know, one of the things he said that he, that he just, you know, that especially down the stretch, he said he liked when they were in the Big Ten tournament, the NCAA tournament, playing in front of fans because he said it gave him a lot of energy. And I, I think he's one of those guys. That I think that will really you'll start to see more of his personality in his game this year when you have fans back in the stands. Because I think he's a guy that can really get going.
1: Well, Gundley's another one we've heard a lot about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's his story? I know that he kind of blames himself a little bit for not being ready, uh, fitness-wise yeah. maybe, to uh, to have a, a bigger role last year. John, obviously he's leaving that. If he's identified that as a problem, at least you'd hope.
0: Yeah, he's. I mean, he's down. I mean, he's lost weight. He, he You know, he he came in last year. He was behind everybody else. He didn't get mm-hmm. to campus until late Oh, that's right. As, as yep. COVID restrictions. And he said that he goes. I was two months behind everybody else. Then he got here. He didn't, you know, quite get into the shape that he needed to get in. You know, it, it, you know are, you're already behind, and then you get even more behind. And I think he was behind the whole year. And, you know, at the end of the year, I mean, actually, he did get some minutes. I mean, think back to that Big Ten tournament game where they brought him in, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the first half to, to defend Kobe Coburn and, 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 you know, forced him into a bad shot. And so, you know, and I, and I talked to Fran McCaffrey the other day for another story I was doing, and we talked about Josh, and he goes, just getting a summer, you know, getting a summer with conditioning now and, and where they're working on him in the weight room, he said stamina is going to be the big thing for him because he's talented. It's just a matter of how many minutes can he give you, and so that, that's going to be the biggest thing we're it is is getting him down, you know, to be a little, you know, lose some more weight, but he's still got a lot of potential inside I him. Mean, this is a guy that played all last year. I mean, he's learning from Luca Garza going up against him in practice. And I and that that's that's your best teacher you could have, I think.
2: And hopefully some of that work ethic also rubbed off, and it feels yep. like yeah. certainly that it has. So we know a lot about Keegan Murray. We saw him mm-hmm. last year play at a high level. Obviously don't know as much about Chris. Similarities, differences, and how two guys that are twins built the same way, how can those two guys play together?
0: I I think that 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 Chris is a lot like Keegan, but I think he also has some different. I think he can. I think he's 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 a little better shooter, and I think Keegan's shooting will come around this year. I mean, I think he's going to be better at that. But I think Chris is a really good shooter. You know, one of the things that really impressed me about him, and and we were talking to him the other day, he's like, "I knew I wasn't going to get to play, so I used this as a learning." You know, I mean, he knew there was that traffic jam in front of him of players and that his minutes were going to be. So he, he used last year to get better. And, you know, and, and in talking with Fran, I mean, he really likes him He really likes what he's seen out of the game. And what he likes about him is he can play any of those front court spots and do some different, you know, be, be you know, be kind of a different matchup for some players. So, I mean, I do think he, his minutes are going to grow increasing, you know, they're going to increase this year. Just from the matter of he's had a year now, he's gotten stronger. He's he's learned the game a little bit and he's kind of stepped up. Everybody's going to expect him to be like Keegan, but I think he's going to be a pretty good player. in his own
1: right, uh, John. I know you're listening into the uh, Valley uh, Telecom. There's mm-hmm. a Zoom with the Valley coaches. Uh, has Devries been on yet?
0: Yeah, he was on early this morning. He was one of the first, he was the first coach. Actually. All right, and they asked him somebody asked him how he would have done with nil at, at when he played at UNI, <laughs> Yeah, how much he could have gotten for his autograph, and he said I would have gone broke. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, he was on today, he's, and he's been on already.
1: They got they got a match up against Clemson. Clemson was where? Where were they in the? Uh, were they a? Uh, what seed were they? Do you remember? I Trent? I don't remember off. Well, they're yeah. tournament team last year. I know that. Um, so that's that's pretty good for them. But by, by the one I want to ask you, maybe Trent, you knew the mm-hmm. realized. That I didn't know Garrett Sturts was not on scholarship, and they yeah. just gave yeah. him. That I mean, he's a good player uh, for for a walk on. He kind of deserves what he got, and it was good to see him rewarded.
0: Yeah, I mean I I mean you look at what he meant for them, especially yes. down the stretch when they started getting injured last year. And you look at what you know, I mean he, he really helped them kind of keep the momentum going after the injuries, after the, the COVID, you know, setback, that sort of thing. And and I thought he was I thought he was very good down the stretch last year. And again, they've got pretty much everybody back. And and so I mean I you know, for them to get that game against Clemson, that's a big deal mm-hmm. for the program. That's a that's a that's a big stage for this program, and it's good to see. And you can kind of see the respect now that it that this program is getting nationally because they know of the talent they've got coming back. They know what 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 this program can do, and so I, I think it's this is going to be a big season for them. And I think it, I think they're off to a good start here in the summer.
1: Holiday hoops giving in Atlanta, Drake, Clemson, Nebraska's there. How many? Are there are four teams there. Yeah, uh, no 8 there It'll eight be a teams, quadruple eight, header. Gotcha. Yes, yeah. st- good stuff, John Bowen Camp. John, uh, thanks for popping on. We appreciate it. Enjoyed watching your Dodgers, who I think it's just a matter of time before they take over the top of that yeah, division. Yeah, they'll be fine. They, they'll be fine. They, indeed, they will. <laughs> Thank you, John. Good to talk to you. Thanks. Have a good yeah, one. See do you the later. same, John Bowen Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Never they'll an appearance
2: fine. without it. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> uh, also, for Drake basketball, they do have their exempt tournament this year. And where are they going? Uh, a pretty good one. They're going to be down in Orlando. It always seems to be changing names, whatever that mm-hmm. but it's at Disney. Alabama's there. We know yeah. how good they were. Yeah. Belmont, one of the best mid majors okay. in the country. Dayton, another one. Iona, Ricky Patino. There you go. Kansas, Miami, Jeez.
1: and North Texas. Who
2: the tournament team went themselves last year.
1: Uh good for Drake. Yes. And good for drawing Clemson in that holiday hoops giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little a little pub for the bulldogs Des Moines hometown team after all
2: well and we saw you and I when they had success how very uh-huh. quickly they were able to get in some of these exempt tournaments mm-hmm. and the name brand grew remember they played i think it was like in 06 they got a game with lSU you know it, Northern remember Iowa that. got a game with LSU. They yeah. won it and helped propel them to an at large bid uh, the year after they made the tournament huh. for the first time under McDermott. That's what happens, and DeVries is
1: taking advantage. Great to see. Uh, well, you know what happens with us? We're late. Um, we Shocker. will absolutely come back. Chris Shipley from uh, Tailgate Society, uh, the Old Man Strength Podcast. The group over there is putting together a fundraiser. We'll let you know about that when we come back. Hour number two. Um, Mitch Sherman from The Athletic will join us. It's Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO. One- Shed happens. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. About 10 minutes before the hour of 11 on 1460 KX and oh one oh six point three on the FM dial. My friend Chris Shipley, he's part of Old Man Strength that falls under the Tailgate Society umbrella. They are doing a fundraising endeavor for Cedar Bend Humane Society. Uh, they're selling sh- uh, apparel uh, in Iowa, Iowa State, and U and I team colors. Well, let me get make sure I have that right, Chris Shipley. Good to speak with you. Um, correct. Hey, good to speak with you. Yeah. So it is uh, Iowa, Iowa State, and U and I colors, right?
4: Yeah, we uh, we came up with some shirts and and our man uh, Chad Smith uh, at the Norwalk shop in uh, in Norwalk uh, designed them for us. Uh, matter of fact, he's an old friend of yours, Ken. He is from the old uh, Friday Football light. Oh, nice. nice,
1: The Chad. Smith. Yeah. So
4: that's what
2: Chad, Chad Smith's yeah. doing now. Yeah, that's the Norwalk shop. Yeah, he yeah. does a great job and uh, great apparel, screen he's printing. A
1: good dude. Yes, he
4: is. You know what? Give us yeah, give this company he's, another he's, he's plug one
1: more time. The Norwalk shop. Yep.
4: Mhm. Yep. In Norwalk, Iowa.
1: Good, because he didn't. I mean, he he worked hard his butt off on yes. Friday nights, and these guys essentially is a tank of gas and a love for high school football. So good luck to you, the Chad Smith. I uh, hope you're doing well at the Norwalk shop. Okay, so Chris, so you've got uh, the Jack Trice Foundation for Iowa State. That's where if you buy Iowa State gear, the money is funded there. Uh, the uh, State Family's Children's Hospital for the Iowa gear. Um, and and ha- when is this going to start, and how long is it going to go for? I want to get all the details in here, Chris. Shipley? Sure.
4: So it's starting today. Uh, if you go to our Twitter feed at, at strength underscore old, uh, it's pinned to the top uh, with a flyer that gives you an idea of what the shirts and sweatshirts look like and a link to go buy them. Uh, Chad will get you fixed up and then ship them out, or you can pick them up locally if, you, uh, if you're local. And uh, yeah, we went with a sports theme uh, on the shirts because, let's be honest, my partner and I, Tim, are big sports fans. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, Iowa State grads, so um, but we had, uh, George Trice, uh, on the podcast, uh, uh, we recorded with him a couple uh, weeks ago and that launched today and it got us, uh, talking about his, uh, foundation that he created in honor of Jack Trice. And we thought, let's take the month of July and sell these shirts and whatever we get, uh, we'll donate to the three charities that we kind of associated with, um, with the school. So Cedar Bend Humane Society in Cedar Falls does a great job, uh, Along with, of course, the University of Iowa Speed Family Children's mm-hmm. Hospital. And um, we'll go for the month of July and, and let's see who has the most passionate fans. I'm guessing <laughs> it's probably Iowa State fans, but, you know, we'll see how it does.
1: The challenge has been made, the gauntlet has been thrown down. Chris Shipley, a part of the Old Man Strength uh, podcast, is with us. So I got to ask you the Tailgate Society, which is the umbrella that these podcasts come under, that's Ted Flint's endeavor. I haven't seen Heidner hair of him on social media. He's a funny cat to follow. I've never met him before, but, uh, I've certainly seen a lot of, uh, of him on Twitter periodically. And I wake up the next morning and somehow he's in my mentions and my <laughs> feeds blowing up with something that I said that he got involved with. But where, where's, where's Flint at? Is he doing all right?
4: He's doing great. He is, uh, I think he's just kind of on a sabbatical a little bit for the summer, okay. uh, taking care of some stuff. And, uh, But, you know, uh, football season will start. Ted will start popping up. Uh, Matter of fact, he's been talking, I think, today in our Slack channel about uh, which is the better movie for Fourth of July. Is it Armageddon or is it Independence Day? He's clearly on the wrong side of the argument. It's Independence (laughs) Day, but who am I to argue?
1: Well, good that he's still out there. Yes, it is. And, uh, well, with the
2: rivalry heating up this fall, you know, Ted will be right And in the you did of it.
1: his podcast, didn't you, Trent? I what did, did they call it? The drunken. Drunk dialing? Drunk dialing. Yes. I think that's it. Yeah. And I got bombed. Yes. And it was fun.
2: Was it and we, <laughs> we went down some wormholes and some rabbit holes. I got to pull out my tinfoil hat. Can no, you know how much I like to do that? <laughs> uh-huh. And can you never see me do it with a few beers in me? It, no. it goes to a different well, level. Well, We'll be in Vegas in three weeks, and yes, I'm guessing we we'll see plenty of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I got some wild theories. So, Chris, you're a huge Cyclone fan. The anticipation yeah. of this football season is like nothing we've seen before you as a fan and also an opportunity to talk and do your podcast. What's it like? What's this buildup been like? And as you look forward to September, what do you think it's going to be like going and having a chance at a historic season?
4: It's surreal to me. I never in my life thought that we would um, be in a position like this. Uh, we we talked to coach uh, Dan McCarney a couple weeks ago uh, on the podcast and I mean, he gets you fired up, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he it, it, Years ago, he it doesn't surprise him at all because of the powerful fan base that we have uh, for Cyclone football, and, uh, and we've definitely got the right man at the head here uh, as far as Matt Campbell goes. But for me, uh, I'm at an all-time high, um, but that tiny little bit of Cyclone fan in me <laughs> is still waiting for the other shoe to drop because uh, it's always going to be there in the back of your minds. But September 4th, when we're packed in the, in the jack and watching you and I And you know us hanging fifty points on them, all all, all fears will be gone at that point.
1: Hmm. Chris Shipley is our guest, Old Man Strength podcast, and you're part of the I don't know thousands of Cyclone fans that will be in Las Vegas, right? You've already got your tickets booked, and you're set to go. Are the are the actual tickets for the game? Are they available yet, Chris? I know that you guys were all booking your flights and getting your rooms, but there was still some questions about, I mean, you're going to get in, but I'm not sure the tickets uh, were available at the same time as you guys were all making your arrangements.
4: Yeah, well, we've got flights and everything booked. Uh, We were a little nervous about, well, I was a little nervous about game tickets. I was trying to talk my buddy into buying UNLV season tickets just so we could get in. Mm, Yeah, And he was like, just hold on, calm down, calm down. And then Iowa State released a bulk of tickets, and he actually had a connection that had a, a higher donor level than I did, <laughs> and he was able to store, secure us four tickets for the game. So, and it's my wife's birthday, and it's, nice. and it's my wife and I uh, ten-year anniversary. So we're wow. going to take a trip without the kids and. And we're ready to go. Where are you staying?
1: Where are you staying? You know, we are staying at the Venetian. Oh, wow, good choice. Look yes. at you, big spender. Must have a <laughs> yeah. right uh, An anniversary and a birthday. Well, you're going you're, you're to enjoy yeah. the Venetian if you haven't been there. It's really it's a lovely, it's a great property, and they've got a gondola right out front of it. A gondola ride. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get the little lady on that for your tenth anniversary. Get the accordion going. Yeah, they've got that. Yes, pull out all the stops, Chris Shipley. Chris, uh, good to talk oh. to you before we let you go old man strength trent and i'll retweet it from our uh, miller and condon show account but all the info's there it's going to go for a month you guys are raising money uh, for the cedar bend humane society jack trice foundation and the uh, children's family hospital at iowa old man strength gear in the team colors of you and i iowa state and iowa chris good to talk to you
4: Good to talk to you again. Shout out, 25 years. Congratulations.
1: Thank you, pal. I appreciate hearing from you. Good to talk right. to you. Good. Yep, bye-bye. Chris Shipley, uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Dad. Pretty good uh, thing that they're doing here. Have you heard
2: for that unlv with State game, are they opening up the whole stadium? Because I've heard
1: conflicting well, things. Well, that's kind of where I was going with Chris. I, I've heard conflicting things, too. But you know what? There was an announcement made a couple of weeks ago. You know the what they're doing in one of the end zones? It's a nightclub. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. A nightclub. Not for you, Ken. No, it's I, not I for you. For me. Uh, so I have to assume that, yeah, you know, for, for uh, Raiders games, it's wide open, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is. It has to be. So no, I'm looking on
2: StubHub right now, and the only tickets available are in the 100 level, and there's a couple in the 200 level, but nothing in the three or 400 level. That T- kind of leads T- to that question.
1: Well, uh, the Golden Knights... They pack T-Mobile. They single ticket in the playoffs. So I have to assume across the street, which it literally is. Okay, it's a big street. It's an interstate. But across the interstate, where Legion Stadium is from T-Mobile, got to be the same rules, right? You'd think so. Hour 2 coming up next. Miller and Condon. It's 11 o'clock on the Moyne Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.